morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. This is the radio. And I um, wanted to do an episode on my music. This is Sagaton. I'm doing this recording. I'm going to do it outside this time. Try to get some fresh air. Looks a bit cloudy, but hopefully it doesn't rain on me. Maybe the sun will come out for a little while. So, um, this is about my uh, music releases. Some of them are EPs and singles. Others are albums. Now, mind you that um, I wanted to wait until... I stopped making music, at least retired, to go into this, and, you know, I, I do have my reasons on why I, I stopped, but, um, making music, no, I'm not stopping, but making rap music, yeah. Now, some of these uh, numbers aren't very hard for y'all if you was expecting tens of thousands, millions, then nah. But I am grateful and thankful for all the plays and supports I got here. So here we go. With you, got about 300. It's like a song of sound, has no lyrics, and that was just a single. In Stockholm, got a hundred and fifty. Oh, also, I tell y'all, I round the numbers down. This set it up, so if you were wondering. What, what what these numbers really look like. These are um, really net and not grossed, if you will. Um, now, in Stockholm, we got 150 with Real Love getting 70 plays. And that was um, three songs with uh, different versions of the same song. Variation in lyrics. I think uh, percussion in a, in another version, a relatively the same song. Yep. Um, uh, next on the list is one that got uh, two hundred and fifty plays. Smash hit off of that. Release was Damn Busters, which got 200. It's a slow ballad song. I mean, the tempo of it is so slow, it's probably like, like, like 60, maybe 50, like 51, something really slow like that. Like, I'll be surprised if it's a 100. (laughs) And uh, next one is to a second time. 
which is uh, 600. Uh, good songs from that was Night Stalker, Photoshop, and Current Weather. Night Stalker having 350. Photoshop having 200 and current weather having 120. All good songs. Night Stalker is <laughs> smash it. Uh, Photoshop is a nice little, um, like, what you'll call, like, cloud rap. That is probably the quintessential cloud rap if you listen to that song, but it's just also like very amateurish <laughs> the production is all wonky and wacky really uh really uh this out of box things it's cloud rap we would we would love for it to be characterized as like ASAP Rocky, but it's it's a little weirder and a lot more fuzzier than that. <laughs> you know. Current weather. Um <laughs> the current weather today is cloudy. Um it's it's another one just like Damn Busters. It's a it's a slow ballad song. Not as slow as Damn Busters that I could think of. But it's pretty slow. And then I had one released a second time with a different distributor. That got me uh three hundred. With a smash song being Lost Memory that got me 220. Now that's the closest you're gonna get to rap with me right there. And that was actually a mistake. That was supposed to be an uh, instrumental synth track. It ended up being a smash hit, and people were playing it and saying, Hey, I like the song. I'm like, alright. That really was just a verse from a mixtape. But me and King Young Dread that um is unreleased. <coughs> Umbra's Mind, you know, um, it's a good release, two ten, and um, hit song from that release was and we knew the light, which got ninety, a bit low. But still, I would say it's a good song, considering the the other ones. Because I'm not going over literally every song. I'm just going over the the good, the, the most played songs of that album. And I and I'm only going over the most successful albums out of all my releases. So it's it's a key juncture. And uh, my music release catalog. Nineteen ninety seven was um, a pseudo squeeze world album or EP. 
And it did terrible. I mean, abysmal. Like, hardly got any plays, hardly got any references or anything. I mean, one of my... It was, at that point, my worst music release ever. At least on this platform, in this late. And I even thought that I had to give it some time, but... All this time up to this point, it's still... It's like one of my worst releases. Then I made another release, a good comeback. It was called God's Invocation. It wasn't as good as like Umbra's Mind or One, neither of those two albums. Especially not as good as the second time. Not as even as good as in Stockholm. But it was a hundred. You know, you know, I'm grateful. Now the thing about that release was <clears throat> I wanted to release more rap albums. But those are really just like mixtape albums. So um they they go all the way back to like two thousand and six, I believe, and two thousand and seven those songs. And I didn't even produce a lot of those, or none of those beats now I'm thinking about it. So, I was still trying to make a comeback. Wanted to get back to the good old days where releases and I get over 200 or even 300. But it was alright. Now it's the V5. I got 110, which I'm grateful it did better than God's Invocation. And even that was a comeback, which I I, I, I liked, I'm grateful for. And I was like, yeah, people are back to playing my music and I'm possibly getting some more fans and listeners or whatever. All of a sudden, like, which one is this? My ring toe on my right foot. Gotta wear some safety foot. So, um, then after that, I was like, yeah, I want to get a really good song. And that was when I came up with the whole press run of the I Love You. No, it didn't really start like, Valentine's Day. I don't think so. It just been happening. You know, I just did those themes and whatever. And uh, that didn't do as good, but then again, you know, I would tell you about Spotify for us. Oh, yeah, this is where all this analytics is coming from. It's coming from Spotify. And I'm not looking at my my other ones like uh, iTunes or uh, YouTube, you know, etc. So I should, right? But, um,. For some reason, Spotify is just more accessible to me, and I got a dog in the fight for Spotify, because I have a Spotify Premium account, and, um, yeah, I, you know, I really like it, so, you know, listen to all the music, so, uh, 
what also what I learned is that um, Spotify likes when you play an artist. Not really the song. The song is the uh, bait. But they want you to get into the artist, really. They will keep throwing out like a bunch of random songs. But they will hope that within those random songs, you will find an artist. And also, you know, there's some people out there saying, oh, you're missing out the playlist. Like, yeah, the playlist, that's also like a whole nother thing. But I think that's the whole purpose of also the playlist. They get you to like the artist so that you can listen to the artist catalog. So once when you got a listener listening to your music back to back, like different songs, in their algorithm, they see it as a good thing, a positive thing for as you are artist. So what I learned is <clears throat> it's better for you to release the EP or an album. And you saw Drake do that with Scorpion, a double album. But a lot of the songs folks said it wasn't really cool. You know, it was like it really all boiled down to like five or ten songs you you actually liked. It was like more songs than what you needed because there were a couple of songs that just blended together. And he must have just thought about some, you know, Spotify and just thought, you know, if I have over 20-something songs and they're playing them over and over, I'm getting bonus points because they're sticking to me as an artist instead of flipping away from me, you know. So, um, the I love you having it, you know, back to me. Having it as like just 90 just told me that individually, maybe sort of kind of you squint your eyes, it did good. But actually, if it was a part of an album or an EP, something like that in Stockholm, it would have been a whole lot better. Listen, Stockholm got 150. You know? You could have took that 90 times it by three, and you would have had even more plays on a release. And, and, and that, that whole run, like coming up to that release for me, was unique and different because I tried to plan. A unique strategy for the release in all sectors of a media and whatever. And it just equated to that all that time. You know, um, it, it did hit top five for me. And Spotify also got, you know, this. Like, really, your top five trending songs. It isn't your top five most played songs. It could default be that. And it would, it might just see it that way, but... My goodness.
The animals are running around me. <coughs> so, um, yeah, it, it did hit top five. So, um, also, so back to the idea that Spotify wants, wants you to get to the artist is that then once when you get to the artist page, first thing you see other than the picture is the top five trending songs and you know if if your release is good enough to get some plays in a certain amount of time period and it's not even like you know like you gotta get a thousand plays in the next 24 hours nothing like that it's I think it could even be like five plays and they'll, you know, depending on what is trending on your scale as an artist, they will put it in your top five because it wouldn't be like what is considered trending to Taylor Swift now on your scale, it's not going to work like that. So it has a different artist algorithm that it taps into to display your top five trending songs <clears throat> so um yeah you know I, I guess with it being on my top five it helped but it, it would be really daunting if that wasn't the case Hypothetically speaking, so this next one, wow, is the worst release. It was a pseudo Jesus Vice album. The worst, like even worse than Bo's pseudo album, 1997. Like, no reception, nothing about it. That's abysmal. So uh, after that, I was like, gosh, man. Uh, I got to get out the slums. <clears throat> I haven't seen the glory days since maybe like V5 and God's Invocation. And that was like two releases ago. Well, three and four releases ago. And I haven't even seen the glory years since five six releases ago seven releases ago really like hitting the 200 300s so then i release x and um that did a little bit better and by default like i explained with the theory it did better than the i love you release <coughs> So, still have more music to release, and this is as far as EP's going, and uh, singles. So I was like, alright, let me release Resident Evil. It did a little better than WoW, but um, still bad. And then I released the four singles, it was called Remixes. Well, they were remixes of songs that I planned on releasing. 
But um, I just didn't know what to do with these remixes after when I we reworked some songs. Like they they seem out of touch with the original album I I wanted to release, so I released them separately, and we'll have the original. It had. Because I'm saying half Because you know As if I still got released No They're already released So um, Yeah that that's also the thing about Well what I want to do with my music Is is to get it off my shoulders Get it out Get it released Done I could wipe my hands of it Not not in a bad thing But in a good thing You know You You, you you worked on music as a hobby all these years and you never shared it with anybody. Really, anybody who was interested. So now anybody who might be interested stumbles upon it could enjoy it. That's how I see it as. <clears throat> so now we're, we're talking about albums. My albums that I release. Those were all EPs and just singles that we was just talking about. So I was telling y'all about the out the Spotify algorithm and how it triggers, you know, things for for viewers and I mean listeners to get to your artist page so that they could discover you as an artist and one of the good things about you know hypothetically speaking that is the albums where they'll be able to play your songs consecutively and that means a good thing in the Spotify algorithm so I was like oh wow I could do better on albums and that's when I started releasing some albums. And according to Spotify. But I think more than Spotify, because this went for other releases on other platforms that I released on. It's, um, I believe it's over four songs. Then they'll classify it as, a, as an album. You know, um, I, I admired some artists that had the aesthetic of only releasing singles or only releasing EPs and and they do well you know some artists that, that we know both on the biggest platforms of entertainment down to local but um, I, I guess for me that that is not the case at least for Spotify's concern <coughs> And releasing that album never was a sneak peek of what's to come in my music. It's an album from uh, like 2014 and 15. Me playing the guitar and singing songs. You know, it's not really a rock album because it's a freestyle acoustic album so it it isn't like 
you know, a band is needed. It's really just like really rough draft songs, all with themes. I believe it's like uh, 20 songs, like 19 songs long. It was um, my nod to Kurt Cobain's Nevermind. Shoot, 390, that's great. You know, not as good as to a second time. But still, it, 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 it was a powerhouse. And none, there was no songs on there that did particularly good. That was, that was the thing that got me thinking about this algorithm and Spotify artists. There are no songs up on that album that has over 100 plays. All of them are relatively level. So it means that the Spotify algorithm guides people on a path. And once when they discover your album and they start listening to your album, they might listen to about half of it, but shoot, somebody don't listen to your album. <laughs> they don't played it for the day. So it isn't like 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 Spotify would just take this one song and your one song it got like hundreds of plays and all your other songs only got ten plays. It, it doesn't do that, I notice. If a song by itself is just doing good, I guess, you know, like um <clears throat> But you know, th- these were EPs that, that I'm about to think of examples of. Yeah, those were just EPs. They were meant to be individualized. Yeah, I guess that was it. So, next album was the Holiday album. 460. I was like, oh, wow. That was a... Shoot, that was better than ever. I was, I was, I was loving it. Had the 62, Marilyn Monroe, and the Cyan. Again, 120, and the other again, 190. Shoot, I was like, dang, that's great. <clears throat> Them two songs did, did better than Photoshop. Did better than, and we knew the light. Them two songs alone did better than God's vocation. An EP release I had with King on Dry. Holiday was. And, and, and I named it Holiday because I was like, yeah, I think I think they're going to like these songs. These song releases is going to be like a holiday. Call it a holiday. <laughs> That's what I was I was just rubbing my fingertips Just like yeah I want to do better and better Get get this next release Called Blade of the Many 
Got three ten. I was like, whoa. That's awesome. You know, not as good as never. Not as good as holiday. But sure they did a lot better than those other ones. Those EPs I was doing. <clears throat> yeah, Nuclear Arms Race and Michael Vick both hitting over 70 plays. Some good times there. So then I kept on thinking, I was like, what's next? What's around the corner for me? The Helen album. Mixtape release. Me, Kenny Andre. Big squeeze. It did 260. You know. Not as good as the Blade. But many. Or Holiday. But it was alright. You know, that whiff you got 300. And that's just a song all by itself. But still, yeah, and that was my first song. So, I wasn't too mad that I got more plays than the Helen album. <coughs> Did better than one with Damn Busters on it. I was grateful for that. Helen did better than Umbra's Mind. And you know it did better than from from Hel from Umbra's Mind all the way beyond as far as all of my EP releases, Helen did better. You know, I, I I say I'm thankful for that. So then I'm going to release another one. Try to get back to my glory days. You know, I, I hit 200. That was good. Over 200, I should say. So then I put out part two. I was convinced this was going to be a banger. But it only hit me a smooth 100. I was like, alright. At least it got me 100, though. You know, at the end of the day... It did better than the 1997. The I Love You after all that effort. Better than Eggs, better than Resident Evil. So I was, I'm, I'm grateful for it. And I kept my eye on it because I was just so surprised and disappointed that that release didn't do as well as I thought it should have done. But, you know, then again, it probably just also reflects to what did your listeners want from you regarding your releases? You know, you did that release and they're not obliged to like it. So, I guess people that are looking for the music that I produce are some really out-of-the-box people because... I, I tried to do more direct and redefine things, but they really just like experimental and alternative music. Like, those early song releases are doing better than what I just released, like part two. <coughs> it's, 
It just makes you think, I gotta release more of those alternative demo tracks. Those tracks I just thought were weird. They might keep playing that song over and over. It's not even a song, it's just sounds. A song with no lyrics. How, how did that become one of my most played songs? <laughs> I don't know. I wish I could tell you. So then here comes the sex drive. Uh, the trilogy. The trilogy. Mm, let's see. Um... Three hundred fifty-three. Mm, three hundred fifty-three. Wow, they do better than never. They do better than Holiday. They better than Helen Part Two. And Blade of the Many. <coughs> I mean, if I could have released all of those songs together, it would have been. A very long album, but my distributor wasn't having it, so it was limited releases, and got broken up into three albums. Three fifty-three. So. And that's probably not even a real number, so it's probably like 360. Hey, it would been good though. Not as good as never or a holiday, but yeah. So, um, the, the best one out of them was the first one, the sex drive. 240 Sex driven They didn't get that many plays Only 80 My final one Only got 110 Not that good <coughs> So um, good thing and bad thing about Spotify far as the demographics and the geography it's only for a month they could show you the the locations of plays where your plays are are consisting in and um so so it's a good thing you know it's telling you the truth so it isn't like you know they're they're registering you playing in Australia but that was back in 2015 though you know, so it isn't like that. Got Brazil, Austria, United Kingdom, Switzerland, Australia, Saudi Arabia, Norway, Luxembourg, Atlanta. Currently, top five is Night Stalker, Ain't Okay, With You, Demeter, and Night Stalker Part 2. The Night Stalker. One of my most played songs ever.
Um, and I, I say it's natural that Night Stalker Part 2 be trending or another one of my most played songs. It's because, oh, he made a Part 2? What would that sound like? What did it sound like? I liked his first song, Night Stalker. Yo, that, when I hear that song, that sound, I'm thinking of GTA. The loading screen. <laughs> I'll think about it like, like, like exactly what it says, what it's implying, like it gives that vibe like, like, like you could be looking at something, voyeurism, that's, that's what it sounds like, it's the sound of voyeurism, because I think even listening to it during the day, it just gives it that vibe that, that, that you're looking at something from a distance. <coughs> That's like the quintessential of of um, my existence. What I found myself in the loop of. It's also like a fear to spectate, just just to watch, just to see. Want to see what happens. <laughs> You know, that type of stuff. So, now that I think about it, with that song release, as as good as it's doing, I would say that is the essence or the purpose of me making music is to create music to simulate voyeurism. Bingo. Persona as somebody was in imprisonment and had to fight the system to get out. The, the rumors came and out, so, that. so it was like now you looking at Akon as a, a, a face of you can overcome, right? So that's why that song was so good. Yeah, that that's it. Next on the list is one thing, Emory. Yeah. R&B, shake it off. Mariah Carey. I like that oh, one. Oh, that song was a diss towards Eminem, and that's why Eminem got mad at her. You gotta shake it off. Just shake it off. You got to push it one time, little white boy. Shake, 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 shake. I don't like white boy like that. Shake it off. Shake, shake. Shake it off. Yeah, got mad at her for that. That's what got got it started. I don't remember. I, don't, I love that track. 
Yeah, that was a good song. Yeah, you. Mariah Carey always had that good rhythm to her tracks, but that one was more like close to hip hop, right? She had Chris Tucker in the music video just flexing. That's crazy. Hit Bow Wow. Yeah. This was before they got mad at each other, right? This one, Omarion. Let me hold you. He was popping, and they were like, they was trying to grow Bow Wow up too. Trying to say, you know, you ain't low. Yeah, you just a man. So let's make you do some grown man music. Well, Mario. <laughs> they they tried, but Bow Wow he just he's a kid though, <laughs> <laughs> and he got kid on them. It was like, yo, I want to be a boss, and he's like, look, you've been broke ever since you signed a contract. Like you ain't never had the bread. You ain't never. Remember when he stepped on the court with Kobe Bryant and said, yo, I'll. Bet you like $16,000 or $6,000. And after we lost, Kobe Brown was like, where's my money? Where's my money? Where's my money? He's just like, yo, chill, chill, chill. That wasn't real. It's been like that for him, unfortunately. Your boy T.I. back on the list. You right. don't know You don't me. know him, nigga. Why you out here speaking on that, man? You don't know that, man, man. Mm. I bet like Ludacris and Jay, I did it. That's what you said. Because he got three, but mine higher. Uh-huh. See, I went on and showed you. You don't know me, man. I see, like I'm saying, like back then, I, I my, that was my era. Like, I, I was in love with T.I., Young Jeezy, Lil John. Like, I had to hear that shit every day, Lil Wayne. David oh, yeah. Banner, too. David Banner. David that nigga, that beat so fucking exclusive. Oh, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I used to love the, uh, what you call, Dirty Boys, all them type, and, um, uh, the Young Bloods. All them with Lil John type artists, right? Yeah, like you said earlier, you, you had... Your, your different options and those people they had they clicks and they uh artists they they collaborate with because you ain't hear ludicrous with this artist or that artist he just sticks with the artist he mainly mess with 50 cent his most Candy famous song. song ever with olivia that poor woman what other song you think most famous with this besides Go DJ? Mm. Candy Shop second, right? He just was smart. Like, I what I don't get is, what I don't get is, uh-uh. 50 Cent first album was... And we in top 25. 50 Cent first album was Get Rich or Die Trying. And every song we on that was Gangsta. Every. One through whatever it was. Gangster. And he used to do interviews and shit talking about Ja Rule. He too soft and made love songs and all that shit. Uh uh-uh. And here we are with Candy Shop with Olivia. <laughs> Isn't that something? And the other song was a girl song. Right? Just a little bit. 
right? You said it. Like, how can you be this person? That's why nowadays I just say it like this. Man 50 Cent, a great comedian, not comedian, but a great, he, he not accomplished what he want. He used what he got to do to get that. But you're a great actor. Because for you to be that person on that first album, make everybody feel like Ja Rule was soft because, yeah, this nigga do got a lot of songs with Ashanti. Man, he do got a lot of songs he's singing on, right? And then you make a whole, not a whole album, but a couple of albums with you making shit about dancing and and let me lick you like this, girl. Like, just wilding out. You doing the same thing Ja Rule doing. So how you going to say, let's hold this against him to put him as a character because, oh, yeah, you make a lot of songs with Ashanti and y'all be making love tracks, you know. But I just feel like Ja Rule surpassed let me talk about gangsta all the time. I'm going to show you that I'm creative, you know. Yeah, here we go with some more R&B. Candy Shop. No, you already yes, know. Yes, Candy Shop. 112. R. Kelly. I said R. number two. No, 50. what are you talking about? Right here. 112. Yes, Foxy Brown. And it was like, it was only two, maybe two or three female rap artists out that was touching the industry, right? Lil' Cam, Foxy <laughs> Brown. The brat hadn't fell off by then. And um, Trina. That was the only fe rap female who's touching. So it was like, that was amazing for 112 to get Foxy on there. You know, so it was like, we got the rap artist plus a female. So we touch our side that we like to touch the females. Hmm. Right? 112 was smart. Like, really, like, when you when you create an album, you know your album on your free on your mixtape you can do whatever you want, but when you put an album together, you try and touch the people. And they had their targeted audience. So they got Foxy because they knew Foxy got a whole women follow a whole women cult, you know. It either you love Foxy Brown and hate, not hate Lil' Kim, but you feel like, well, Lil' Kim this, you know? Back then, it was like, just them two battling for the top position. Lil' Kim and Foxy. Trainer were right there dangling, like, on here too. <laughs> Trainer all the way in the South, Foxy Brown and Lil' Kim are in New York. But it's still like top position, like who you listen to. Ain't nobody they playing but these two females. And then Trina came, like, damn. We ain't know females like that. We thought it was just these two showed out like that. We had to honor these two because we ain't know it was no competition. Now we see that third one, like, how we gonna say they the King and the, the queens when she can spit too. We gotta keep an eye on her too. <laughs> she she's still in the top three to me. 
Trina. No. All three of them. No, Foxy Brown. She she was having a hearing problem. I think she was going deaf. And that's why she had to retire. I remember in that last video she had her head flashing. The one with the um Jamaican guy. Why yo? Why yo yo yo? Now we in the top twenty. Like you, Bow Wow featuring Ciara. I remember this song. What I said. Gotta be grown. Gotta test that certain genre. That was he doing. Got Ciara made a real down to earth song. Got numbers. You know, he number twenty. And they all uh, started dating and all that. They broke up because little Bow Wow couldn't grow up. Fifty Cent again. Just going from another now. female song, right? Some naked dancer. Talking about Ja Rule, but you got three tracks you just named that ain't got nothing to do with you being gangster. <laughs> yeah, shoot, man. Oh, Fifty Cent just tearing up the list and. Now we looking at T.R. just tearing up the list, bring him 50 Cent first two album was like, reason why his shit was so fire, because it was like the first one, we got the real gangster nigga, we, now we touch him, we done touch the world, he done showed the enemy, he done defeated his enemy, you know, now the second one, we gotta fuck with him, because we already agreed that we like you more than Ja Rule, right? That's all it was. Hmm. Next on this is some cut. Trail bill. Cutting. Bring him out, T.I., man. He had the, the Jay-Z sample. I don't see how he got away with that, but... <laughs> he did. He had the Jay-Z sample, and that shit was nice. It was like... A little skip over, but his verses was tough, and it was Swiss beat hook, Swiss beat beat, you know Swiss Swiss beat would always have been great too, and then like Swiss beat ain't no simple guy, he give you that oomph on your tracks. That one thing about Swiss, he he he's like a Manny Fresh, like okay. If you ain't had the emphasis or the, the enthusiasm, he not to throw in on good pauses or them good extra sound effects to make the shit hype. You know? Swiss beat. I fuck with you, T.I. Since day one, bro. I'm serious. Next on this is Sierra Ludacris. Oh. Sierra, she was on her shit. That was her stepping out here. And Ludacris tearing up the list. And Ludacris, he felt the vibe too because it was like really A-Town back then. Uh, Desi Shaw, dang. Desi Shaw hit that low list and now Sierra just killing. Just think about this. Atlanta been killing too, right? Yeah, she from Atlanta. Atlanta fucks with each other back then. Either you were beefing, 
We weren't beefing, we were working together. That's why Sierra and Ludacris together, because they're like, you know what? I, I can't turn her down if she asked me to get on the track. She popping right now, and they're like, with her, you know, I got to come out. I got to come out with some heat. Luda, right? I thought they were her first song right here, right? One, two, step. Yeah. Um, no. Which one? It's probably all. No, goodies. That was last year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, one, two, step. Missy Elliott, yeah, she, she tearing up the list. She got back-to-back hits now in the top 15. It was a dancing era. I, like back then, you go out, you on the dance floor. You either get crunk, jumping around, throwing bowls, or you wait for a girl to shake her ass because there's a lot of booty shakes on. Some cut, old, one step, you get it. Look at Kanye West. Kanye West, the come out king. Second year. Yeah, Jamie Foxx on top of that, right? I was listening to Jamie Foxx interviews and he was telling like how they came up with this shit. It was like he had already did the movie. Jamie Foxx. And won the Grammys. And Kanye West came to him after they hadn't did like this song with Twister and all that. And he was like, you know what? No, I ain't doing the gold digger song unless you let me say, like, uh, Ray Charles. He like, nope, I ain't getting on unless you let me do that part. And he was like, you owe me too, because I did the track with you. And, um, Twister two times, man. You and Twister got two songs together. And they all you owe me them. now. So if I'm going to get on that track, you got to let me sound like Ray Charles. Let me do it. <laughs> that song went crazy. Yeah, because what went crazy about this song was the movie. Because like, everybody anticipated the movie. Then the movie was great. Now you got this song come out. And it's kind of themed towards... Ray Charles. Kanye West is just uh, thick and smart. Right. <laughs> Man was climbing on top of the world with some shit like that. Boy. That that will show you how your ideas believe in it. Because he probably just was like, you know what? Man, that man here that did two songs, me and Twister. And we'd have got fucking went platinum off of both of them down tracks. I gotta go back with him again with the gold digger. Right? And did it again. Over R. Kelly and all that. And he would think about it too like he probably would like he probably put this song together after he seen him do Ray cause he was like you know what I'm gonna make a song about Ray. Well, you know, Jamie Foxx playing the damn, he getting in it. Like, 
we finally got that made some bread off of what he just created the movie. That's now we're gonna I'm gonna create the song. Jay Z was on the list last year, and we haven't seen no Jay Z. It's just been he all be Kanye, all what? Kanye West breakout year. Yeah, it might be like Jay Z probably ain't dropping that that year. Next on the list is Life Jennings. What happened to that man? Must be nice. If he's number 13 and that was his first touching, that must mean he'll hit the breakout year. The first year he came out. That was his first song. I'm saying, now you know he be killing during these times. Type of music he be making. Calm the soul with all these riots going on in the streets. I'm just saying, like, if he's number 13 with his best song ever, ain't nothing else up there. <laughs> John Legend, Ordinary People. His best song ever. I can hear that song right now. It, it, what I, it ain't even got to be if he sung it good or not. He did great on singing. But the, the creation of Jay even saying that shit, like, hey, the every day is every day. We just ordinary people don't think this person's different or this person's better than you. You know, like, shit gonna happen, right? Hmm. That's deep. Number 11 on the list, K to the U. We was just talking about Destiny Child. We on the list, you ain't never seen him. Well, guess what? They came back and stronger than I. They were their last year. K to the U. When this song came out. I love it because... Michelle had the best part in the song. I did like the hook anyway because it, it was, like if you said, it, it was. You met Ashley this year when you heard this song? No, I was 19. I had another female occasion on me. <laughs> she do that. And that what made me like the song because like, she uh, played this shit. Let me see, like, I brought it out. Of but Ashley played it too when we met. Uh-huh, like, see? I like this song because it's for the man. It might be a female on the female album, but this is a song a man should love. Right? You telling the truth. <laughs> I, I can there's like all the rest of the tracks female listen to, but oh I I I, I yeah, I feel that one. I cater to you. Why wouldn't you like that one? I remember this song this top ten. Soldier T. I. Lil Wayne. Smart, like they daddy was smart, right? Baby, I'm talking about Destiny Child. Oh, yeah, (laughs) they daddy was smart. Like, if we're gonna get a rap artist, don't get Lil Bow Wow or uh, Master P son. Get them real ones on here. Right. Like the rugged. We're going to get the rugged. I remember that music video shot in black and white. Right. Was you going to Romeo and Lil uh, Bow Wow on there? They all uh, were still relevant at the time. But who you want on there? You need some sergeants and lieutenants. Exactly. Look. Yin Yang Twins wasn't done with you. Wait. No, Lil John wasn't through with you. Uh huh. <laughs> That's how I take it. 
Like, for real though, they were good. They did it. They had the crump movement, but most of the beats were like Collar Park and Lil Jon. So, really, like, the beat really was so fire. Back then, like, Lil Jon, Collar Park, Manny Fresh, like, Manny Fresh and Zaytoven. And I say Charter Red, my favorite uh, uh, beat makers. Dr. Dre Fire, but it like he got his own his own style and he's stuck on that. Like he good at it, but you could like numbers wise, yes, you got more numbers, but creativity or rhythm or vibe I want to be in, you know. Hmm. I like Zaytoven. Zaytoven. How he do them keys, right? Well, don't worry, we'll get to his era soon enough. But no, what I was trying to say was like with the Lil Wayne and the Bow Wow stuff, like everybody hot, but who you really would want? You get it? Yeah. For this situation. Next on the list, number eight on the list is how we do the game of Fifty Cent. Just turn up the list. Like I said, Fifty Cent said he gave. The game three tracks that make him relevant. That were like, man, you two just West Coast on your album. I got to give you some tracks to make you worldwide famous. And all three tracks that he gave him was his three singles. And it was the three hottest songs on his album that year. Mm-hmm. You see it right here, right? I remember Fifty saying that. So this this proof, ain't it? It is. It sure is. Next on the list, Fantasia hitting the list again. She don't won that award. Remember, Ruben said it was on the list last year. Now it's Fantasia because they be doing that joint like every year. Fantasia had the Real best vocals, style. bro. Like, like with Alicia Key, she good at giving you a, a good melody and can keep you in a good rhythm. But with giving their voice and ain't no strain to it, I can go deep as it need to be, high as it, far as the note need to be pushed. She can give it to you. Mm. Right. How is it no need to be pushed? I can give it to you. That's a hell of a person. She a hell of a singer. Fantasia. She was a church person, so it's like, I'm not singing. She got the soul. Yeah, like, it's different from sounding good than I'm releasing it. You know, like, I sing like this, like I no matter how I put it out, it's gonna come good. But you can perfect trying to say it good. You get it like I can say it smooth. I can sound good saying smooth, but she can say smooth. She can go crazy. You with going it. crazy right now? She can go crazy <laughs> with it. You get it like Fantasia, another human being, bro. And can't nobody out saying her in a contest. I had to put Fantasia and fucking um, Jennifer Hudson. This is kind of disappointing. Now, top six, slow now, down, Bobby Valentino. Right? And they ain't even got their picture out there. 
Snoop Dogg and Pharrell drop it like it's hot. Remember when it dropped last year and I was disappointed it was so low on the list? I was like, that's a hot song. But it probably dropped too late. Well, too... In the year, right? Yeah, it probably did. That's why it compared with this year, too. Now, top five, that's more believable. Because that song was just played and played and played and when it came out. And what that song what it was, was like, everybody loved Pharrell. He and was it was a like beat maker. It was the difference. Like this ain't no eight oh eights. This ain't no subs. You can hit it. It's just a good rhythm. And he got the the snoop. That shit fucked it up even more. Like you got it was the, different. <laughs> it was a different type of rap song. And you know Snoop, he's so creative that he, he his rhythm can be on anything. He can put a rhythm to anything. He was a good man. And they were like, what what era, man? Dan. So I'm going to say, pop it like it's hot. So they can really vibe to. Drop yeah. it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Next on the list, top four. Whoa, whoa. I just was saying Where's number about three on the list? Look at the list. Well. Fantasia, the truth is. Then we got Mariah Carey. We belong together. That, that was the goddamn R&B year, one. They seem like every year R&B year, the way they be doing it. Hey, but the truth is, like, how the hell Mario beat Snoop? And, and uh, Mariah Carey. Let me love you. You should let me I, love It's famous, but I don't think he could have beat them like that. Now. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. That shit crazy. Why they be cheating like that? Plus, but from here on, from there, he did numbers. Now, I ain't gonna lie. He probably got great numbers. Shoot, he was turning it up back then. It was his era. Yeah, like, even now, like, that's the only song people would play. If you say, let me go listen to a song of his, that one. Right? Yeah, it is his anthem. You say, let me listen to an R. Kelly song. You don't know where to start. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? <laughs> you wanna know where? Say, let me listen to a Snoop Star song. I don't know what album they listen to, right? The man made so many songs. Lil Wayne, damn. Do I want to call the one before that hot boy shit? What? Damn, like, oh shit, who is Lil Wayne? Damn, what Lil Wayne? I want this to Lil Wayne. When you think about Lil Wayne, you say what Lil Wayne, don't you? Nah, I want to listen to Lil Wayne. What era? Like, damn,
He brought the lead. Don't they give you all want something to eat? I guess you don't got tired of the music. That's a shame.
What's up, Andy Pepper? Looking good in the streets right now with that driver right now. Time to celebrate. Well, let's do it in my spot. All right, say no more, man. All ball. Looks like you're returning to the wild one again. Yeah, yeah. You heard You stuck. Don made a good song. I'm curious about this song. How does it feel to win the largest online slot payout in New Jersey history? Thank you. 
Alright, Wayne. I know this song. It plays it in a video game, though. Saints Row. Yeah, a whole Jamaican station. Matter of fact, GTA does also. But not this song. Sure, I fuck with this song. That's your boy right here. Congratulations on your multi-platinum album. Thank you. Now, how does it feel to achieve such success overnight? South really showed the north. They can't fuck with us every like all, all three through our old fire, right? Yourself took over. There's been like that ever since. The man got Michael Epps in the video. That's some good food right there. Like I said, bro, they give Dr. Dre the talk producer because of the numbers he even did and all that, but they're like... Oh yeah. Just coming out with your own shit without a sample and all that. You get it. Cause Dr. Dre started out with a lot of samples, right? Your man getting robbed. That's my stuff. I woke up off that coma 2001. Bumped 
the same time Dre dropped 2001. Three years later, the album is done. Aftermath presents nigga with an absolute volume. What I say, I go on listen. Alicia Keys. That shit, that's so fire. See, the thing was about the game, he was a great storyteller. It's like he brought back Slick Rick and all them guys. Right. Like, the shit he's saying, you picture him as he's saying it. Like, damn, this shit be happening. Right. Let's talk about He ain't wanna be too pop. He ain't wanna be great. He ain't wanna be smooth. He just wanna let him know all the shit that it did to push me to be who I am. He said, I reached out to Kanye. To make that dream. To make that dream come true. That's crazy. Kanye was the best producer at the time. This is dope ass beat though. <laughs> yeah, I left your car keys. <laughs> yeah, you hope so. <laughs>
So fucking legendary. Now, everybody's gonna be the king of the south. They ain't running it 
thing, but they know, no doubt, it's all good, y'all just stay in y'all opinion, but in the South and in the hood, it's understood, but I say it is a given, and only because of what I'm doing for a living, it's more because of what I do and how I'm living, not to mention when I'm rapping, I'm just heard of production like that no more. Yeah. 